Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man of the Post podcast. It's our Christmas special. We do one every year. Last year was uh, Shame Songs, which uh, Chris and Colin turned up to and gave us some hideous tracks, mainly from Colin. But um, this year we're going to do Fighting Talk 2017. I'm your host, Ross, and with me this week, Colin's here. Hello there. Greg is here. Evening. Chris is here. Evening. I stand by every single one of those choices. (laughs) Uh, Matt's here. Ahoy there. And back to defend his crown that he won in 2012. Unbelievably, we're still doing this podcast. What? Jesus Christ. It's James. Hello. How are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. Not too bad at all. Welcome back to the show. So, we're going to kick straight off with the first question. And the person answering first will be Chris. Ready, Chris? Yeah. Here we go. The Ashes continue over the Christmas period. England needs some sort of spark, especially after the last two days, uh, to try and salvage this series. Which footballer would you send out there to help the boys regain some pride? Uh, well, I'm going to go back in the day a little bit. I'm going to go for a man who played for uh, Yeovil and when they were in their amateur days and Scunthorpe United made 11 appearances for them at centre-half. I'm going for Ian Terence Botham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't think of anybody in the sort of current guys that can go out and kick the sort of the behinds of these boys like they need to. Um, he seems to know everything, or thinks he does. Uh, so there's absolutely no reason why he couldn't get back in this team at all. Um, you could drop any one of these current no-hopers for him, <laughs> and uh, he'd stride back in and it'd be like 1981 all over again. <laughs> Lovely, good start. Strong start. Colin, same question to you. Okay, I've taken a slightly different tangent. Right. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix. Uh, do fix it. Don't fix it. Whatever it is, um, I'm going to go for Rio Ferdinand, um, and I'd like you to cast your minds back to the uh, just before the 2006 World Cup right. with uh, Rio's World Cup wind-ups. Oh, um, what these guys need is a bit of murking, right? They they need fun. Okay, I think they're way down on it. Okay, um, good cheering up. I'd ship in Rio Ferdinand, get him winding up some of these players. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Spiders in the bed. Um, <laughs> you know, water in the face. Well, no, they do that themselves, don't they? But, you know, just keep it going. Do you know what I mean? It's got to come good at some point, so let's keep up the wind-ups. Fair Can I just enough. ask, did you say a Merkin? Yeah, he always says you're murked. Isn't a murk in a pubic wig? Yes, it is. Tell Rio that. <laughs> uh, Greg, what you got? You've been watching up. You've been staying up till early hours to watch this nonsense. Oh yeah, I don't know why. Who can help us? Uh, well, I got I got in at half past four this morning. Yeah. I'm pissed massively. <laughs> just just put the cricket on, um, and then managed to wake up. The neighbours by uh, singing uh, 
uh, a Joe Root song. <laughs> Good. Well done, me. Uh, I'm the uh, person I'm sending out to Oz is Gary Neville. Right. Um, he is. He's actually does have a, a bit of history in cricket. Uh, mm-hmm. Cricket. He was a good cricketer. Um, he used to play in the Manchester leagues, which is a good standard. He used to open the batting uh, with Matthew Hayden. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, he is actually uh, a decent cricketer, and he was playing club cricket with Matthew Hayden the same year he made his Manchester United debut. Lovely. In 1992. Um, so, and given uh, Alistair Cook's run of form. <laughs> Um, as you know, we could do with an opening bat. Yes, uh, we so I'm sending um, Genev out there. Lovely start. Okay, that's a strong start, James. Um, you must have some split loyalties now. Well, no, <laughs> because because I is there some one thing I couldn't get on with while living out there? It's their bloody arrogance, um, which I think we'll, I feel like we need to match that. You know, we need to go out there. We're being too. I mean, we're headbutting them, but we're not. We're not. We're not matching their their um, their arrogance. So yeah. I was torn between two. Uh, either Balotelli or nice. the person I'm going to go for was, was Joey Barton you know because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to match that arrogance he, he, he's going to give him a bit of a kick up the bottom and the reason I've gone up for the gun for him as well is because they're going back to that that 4-4 comeback against Arsenal mm-hmm. and you could just you could just see him screaming at his players to get that fourth goal and that's what you know so go there to rile them up a bit he riles me up he riles everyone up um, he'll rile them up match the arrogance and then you know he, he's, he's got a comeback in his boots as well so nice I like it and Matt um, mine's pretty straightforward what England have been sort of lacking in this thing is runs so yes. I'm going to bring Gary Lineker because if anyone can get the runs at the right time, just like he did in Italia 90, it's Gary Lineker. Fair enough. There we go. On to round number two. Keeping with the Christmas theme, um, which three footballing gifts would you bring to the baby Jesus if the other wise men had diverted, um, bailed on you at the last second? Uh, let's start with uh, Greg on this one. Sorry, I'm mid-burrito. So. Oh. I mean, <laughs> no, right. I mean, that's a point okay. for a good, good choice of food. Yeah, he's a good breed as well. So the first thing, uh, just because I feel like the baby Jesus would need to know what a Messiah looks like, because that's what he's got to grow up in. Yeah. So a signed Alan Pardew photo, uh, just so you know, some someone with the same uh, opinion of self worth. You got the inside tracker, you know my partner yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a magic sponge. Could also be quite handy um, in the future, given the the nails and the cross and all that. Oh, yeah, good point. Could be helpful. And plus, Jesus, he's got to be cool. No yeah. one's going to listen to him if he's not cool. Uh, so, what part, what football gear do you send him? A pair of copper mondials. <laughs> Lovely. He would look cool. Um, he would. So yeah, Pardew to make sure he knows what he's got to be. Magic sponge to gave off any nail holes. And Copper Mondials making themselves look cool. Strong start. Some applause there for you. Um, Colin. Okay, uh, I've got a slightly different tack. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've basically gone for uh, people who I think would provide guidance okay. um, to the baby Jesus as he grows up. Um, first of all, I'd, I'd just like to say it's it's real bad form um, that the, the three wise men dropped out at such short notice. <laughs> Leaving us to scramble around for gifts. I mean, we're just podcasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I think I've got a uh, a Christ must cracker. Um, <laughs> right. Where's my boot sound effects? That's terrible. That's, yeah, yeah, points dog. Off, points That's off. points off. Barking dog means points off. 
Okay, well, get ready to take some more off. Um, <laughs> this is Martin first of Keller, all, is it? <laughs> first of all, I'd bring an intelligent person. Right. A person who is an, an owner of a football club. Strap in. Um, now, if Jesus supported a football team, who would he support? God. You've only got two points to play with at this point, so be careful. Bethlehem. No, that's right. West Ham. <laughs> um, so, so I'm sending <laughs> baby Jesus, David Gold. Okay. <laughs> now, the presents and wise men originally come from far around the globe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next gift to the baby Jesus would be from Jamaica. Right. Um, who's the most famous Jamaican player? Where's Morgan? That's right, Frank St. Clair. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, um, when baby Jesus is growing up, he's going to need some uh, direction, some discipline. So my final gift is a national football team. So in summary, I'm providing the baby Jesus, gold, Frank St. Clair and Gurr. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you two. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Matt, what you got? What you got? Um, well, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this in uh, on our WhatsApp group, <clears throat> but I think kids today are right little shits and need to be brought down a peg. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the baby Jesus three excellent things, and then just tell him right. Be thankful of this, because it's all downhill from here. Life <laughs> is going to be one disappointment after another after you after these three things. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give him the best football game that was ever invented, and that's the original FIFA Street, oh, including Dizzy Rascal Coventry. I'm going to give him a football from the 2002 World Cup, which was the one with those little triangles on them. And number three, the best football boots that were ever invented... The total nineties, the ones with the ninety on the inside. Oh, I can't, I can't agree with that one. No, no points, but strong. What about the predator? Yeah. I'm they not... had the ninety. They had the ninety. Yeah, played for ninety minutes. Why was the ninety on, la- on the inside? What's the point yeah, in that? And it had the laces on the side, so they could get, the better, could get better, get uh, better connection on the board. They were masters. I preferred the football though, with the big round ninety on them. Yes. Yes. The you know, best Premier League ball in the I did have about five pairs of those total 90s. <laughs> nice. If I know Jesus, and I think I do, I think he'd prefer Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, what are you giving to the Lord? Oh, I was dreading this one because I'm really stuck with stuff here. Really scraping the barrel. <laughs> Only because. Oh. I don't know. Um, I've, got, I've gone for. Start off with keeping warm. Um, Cahill's top from the FA Cup semi-final. You know, <laughs> he, um, he take that along. Uh, it, you know, it, whilst wearing that, scored a goal that put them into the final and gave him so much hope. But obviously, all that hope was dashed and destroyed by Man United and, and the saviour Cristiano Ronaldo himself. <laughs> so, so <laughs> with, with some ridiculous skills in front of goal that still haunt me today. Yeah. Um, the I've also also decided to give him the audio tape. Of um, let them come, the theme song of uh, <laughs> of Millwall. Um, <laughs> one, I don't know why I've done this. It's it's quite cheery. It's, it also fills you, you know, with some false hope, right. like things like with with things like um, they're the best team in London. So maybe you know the best 
I don't know. Um, like I say, I was really struggling with this question. Um, but this one, this one, I think you're like Ross because, um, you know, like I say, Colin, I don't know if, as you know, Jesus, you say, would you reckon? Do you reckon he'd be a bit of a fan of Football Manager? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Championship Manager. <laughs> He's more retro, obviously. Yeah. Right, it needs to be Football <laughs> Manager because I was going to give him a little note with a tip to. Um, with a little a little tip in there if he if he ever decides to go back in the years and, and go through some of the old versions a tip telling him to sign Cherno Samba oh yes um, <laughs> oh yes <laughs> <laughs> lovely job lovely job um, Chris finish this round off for us uh, James you thought you were scraping the barrel um, <laughs> <laughs> first thing I'm going to get him is a football rattle because all kids love rattles uh, the second thing I'm going to get him I'm going to get him a Jamie Carragher baby grow I've got two children, and uh, I was threatened with divorce if I bought either one of them a Jamie Carragher baby group. One said, uh, or they both said on them, uh, when I grew up, I want to be Jamie Carragher, but I was threatened with homelessness if I bought either of those for my children. That's a point for your wife, by the way. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I'm going to give him is a pair of goalkeeping gloves because he's going to uh, need help dealing with crosses later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, lovely. That's three points for that final answer alone. That's well done. <laughs> You've a lot better than me there. <laughs> <laughs> right now, so after two rounds, the scores are um, in last place currently is column of six. Uh, Matt, you've got seven. Chris, you've got eight. Uh, James and Greg both tied on ten. Jesus. Yeah. That <laughs> Strong rounds for both of you then. <clears throat> right, on to the next round then. Uh, Colin's favourite, I'm a Celebrity, has just finished and unsurprisingly we found out Dennis Wise was out as a bully. Um, which footballer slash manager would you send to the jungle and what would they be outed as? Uh, let's start with you, Chris. Uh, I would send Sebastian Giovinco. I've st- currently started Fine. playing football manager again, thanks to you and to Ryan. Uh, I hate the pair of you. Uh, I am currently Liverpool um, and I've done pretty well so far. I've got rid of uh, Dejan Lovren. I bought in uh, Nabil Fakir uh, and Yerimina and a couple of other play- people like that. Nice. I'm currently top of the league and I'm doing very, very well indeed. Um until I get to Burnley. Now, Liverpool and Burnley away don't normally mix very mm. well at all, and thus is the case here. Uh, I played the same fixture about five or six times, doing the old deleting or sort of swiping away from the screen before you sort of defeat sets in. Oh, come on, like, like you've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is, is because I take the lead in all these games, but Sebastian Giovinco, who before the season started, I scouted and nearly bought and thought, nah, he's crap. Right. Um he uh, he's the guy that gets the winner. He comes off the bench, and we're about eight games into the season. It's his first goals for the club, so he's obviously been crap thus far, and I was right not to buy him, but he's saved all his best performances up until he meets us. And it doesn't matter how many times I play this bloody fixture, Sebastian Giovinco comes off the bench and scores the winning goal in something like the 85th minute. So I'm going to send him. But if we're playing fight and talk as well, I want to send Colin Murray because he's ruined the championship. <laughs> he's one of the many things to ruin the championship. Uh, Colin... Who are you sending to Jungle, and what are they going to be outed as? Right. Well, I'm going to send uh, a player we've actually heard of. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to send Peter Crouch. Right. Um, imagine a guy who's six foot seven inches in a hammock. Oh, right? cool. I am six foot seven. Getting a hammock is tricky. Exactly. So you're with me here. Yeah. So. Here's the thing, Ross, right? Think Terminator. <laughs> right. 
think Terminator 2, right? Robots in humanoid, humanoid form, right? <laughs> He's got far too much of a good touch for a big man, right? <laughs> He's very technical in the box. It's because he is technical and he will be outed as a robot. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I like it. Look, I mean, look, to be honest, Ross, he's even teasing us, isn't he? He does the robot dance. Do, 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 right? He's hiding in plain sight. He's someone from the future pretending to be a human. He doesn't sent look back human. To save the Premier League. Yes. Sent back to save Stoke City. <laughs> Why would he be sent back to save Stoke City of all teams? That's why he needs to be doing a better job as well. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, James, who are you going to send to the jungle and what are they going to be out well, as? If, um, we had, if you didn't use the example that you used uh, in the question, I'd say <laughs> um, Dennis Wise and he'd probably be out as a bully. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I've gone, I've gone with um, another, another ex-Millwall hardman, Kevin Muscat. Ooh, okay. um, but, but, I think he's going to be outed as. I think he's actually going to be outed as a misunderstood, friendly man. <laughs> I think he. I think. I think he brings all of his anger to the games. And and but in the outside, he's a. He's actually a very kind bloke. And and I think if anything, he would if he would be, the one to bring in the most stars. That's, that's what you win on there, right? <laughs> I think so. And, and to be honest, as an Australian himself, he'd probably, probably got no problem with eating kangaroo balls. So. <laughs> he'd be fine. I think, I think he'll do all right. <laughs> Good answer, good answer. Um, Greg? Um, there's only one person mm. you can send out there. Okay. Uh, it's Kevin Keegan. <laughs> just, just imagine it. Can you Can you imagine? Obviously, you get on well with um, Anton Deck. Yep. So that's a, that's a, you know, you can imagine those uh, the, those three riffing off each other. That'd be good. Good, good viewing. Um, but just imagine him eating a kangaroo dick or something. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> And I think he'll be outed as a well-adjusted human. How does how does cope with that? <laughs> Imagine you just like shouting at I don't know someone from the only way is Essex. Oh, I would love it. I would love it if I eat more balls than you. <laughs> how would his hair, uh, his perm cope with that humidity? Like Monica um, and friends. I think I reckon he'd go. Like, <laughs> I think he'd shave his head. I think he'd lose the plot. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a, you're on the point for losing the plot. Um, Who's last, Matt? Me. Um, I would send James Milner, purely purely because I he'd either a adopt the uh, boring James Milner persona, which is one of the greatest things to ever happen on Twitter. Yes. He'd either take that in as a joke, or just because the sheer heat, he'd he'd let slip that he's got something like he runs a illegal cockfighting ring or something like that because there is no way that someone that nice and someone that decent is just is purely decent across the whole of life he's got to have something in his basement that you know is there's something there that he's just not telling us Fair enough. no one is that nice <laughs> i like it that's strong <clears throat> okay then one more nice. is he we'll find yeah. out one word answer around then. What would you buy your favourite footballer if you got him in Secret Santa? And we'll start with you, Greg. Um, Olivier Giroud. Yep. Crotchless pants. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Greg knows my love of these players and these managers. <laughs> He's playing to the crowd. 
Uh, Colin? Frank Lampard, Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. confused by that, but yeah. <laughs> Frank Lampard was your favourite player, though. Surprise. James? Uh, Neil Harris, a striker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Matt? Just a quick word. Uh, yeah, I'll get um, Brian McBride, and I just get him a hug because that's all I that's all I can give him. <laughs> just as a thank you for everything he's done. For the years of service. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Chris, uh, I'd get Ricardo Quaresma a contract to play at Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> of course you would. I know that. Now. <clears throat> Is that everyone for that round? I believe so. It was only it one is. word. It's yeah. going to go quickly. Yeah, <laughs> all right. 2017 has been quite a depressing year all around mm. outside of football. And uh, what has been your football highlight of the year to cheer us all up a little bit? Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, aside from myself, from saving my last three penalties and scoring two <laughs> goals from the halfway line in the same game. Um, I mean, that's quite, a, quite an achievement. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, I think the last week or the last round of World Cup qualifying, when we saw the likes of uh, Panama qualifying in the 87th minute and the scenes there, especially as those goals shouldn't have even been given. Um, <laughs> Mohamed Salah taking that 90th minute penalty for Egypt to get to the World Cup finals. Um, Argentina having to rely on a Lionel Messi hat-trick in the scenes there. The United States realising they weren't going to go to America. Iceland realising they weren't going to go to Russia. Iceland qualifying as well um, and at the end of each and every single one of these games it's the sort of scenes of how much it means to the players um, and how much it means to the fans in the ground and the fact that most of the videos of these on Twitter were sort of amateur camera shots so you uh, you get shots from the crowd and yeah. and their instinctive reaction straight away Lovely Good job Greg Cheer us uh, up from, <clears throat> from a po- uh, personal point of view uh, finally seen probably get out of League 2 uh, at last, <laughs> at last, not having to go to Newport anymore. Yeah, that's a plus. Uh, that's good fun. Uh, but for me, the the moment that I just I don't think I'll ever be able to forget. I'm watching it live. Is that Sergio Roberto goal uh, against uh, PSG for Barcelona when they did the um, uh, did the impossible in the yeah. the last kick of the game um, and just the abs- the scenes of bedlam around the ground. I just I remember being in the house by myself and just like I need someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, it was just one of those mm. moments that only football could serve up. Lovely stuff. Uh, James? Well, there's been a few. Um, again, we're back with um, well, with what we've got Greg said, promotion. Yeah. Um, not having to go to places like Portsmouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you been to Millwall, James? <laughs> huh? Have you been to Bermondsey? <laughs> Um, best upcoming area in London voted, voted, voted <laughs> by the way so um, um, there was also some beautiful moments in the World Cup qualifying as mentioned before like Italy not qualifying and yeah. the Welsh not qualifying in fact, Fuck the off. Nations not, <laughs> not <that> qualifying <laughs> um, and us qualifying with the poorest England performances I've ever seen well, <laughs> um to rub it in their faces but um no i thought i'd go with something a little bit uh well, which none of no one will know about um on on that journey up to the up to the playoff final um beating bradford again there was a moment which actually would have 
kept us down in seventh place in the table, right. and and then not got and not going to playoffs. And that was well, you know, some of some fantastic defending as um, one of our defenders kicks it, does a big looping back pass to Jordan Archer, and of course he can't use his hands, yeah. and it is going straight in the goal. By the way, <laughs> so in um, what was the goalkeeper that did the scorpion kick? Oh, Higita. In that, in his fashion, backtracking all the way back to the line, and it didn't quite do a scorpion kick, but managed somehow to flip himself backwards and head it over the bar. Wow! Uh, it's going to have to be Jordan Jordan Archer in goal, um, saving what could have been a very very embarrassing moment. Lovely job! I'll have to look that up on YouTube. I'm sure it'll be there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was on Sky. It was on Sky Sports News a few times at the time. Right. Uh, Matt, what you got for us? Uh, well, following on from the lines of if we're going to include the ones that I was there for, Ben Woodburn's goal for Wales against Austria. Admittedly, it, admittedly it meant nothing in the end because we didn't qualify, but neither did the Irish, so it's all okay. <laughs> um, but the, but the, everything leading up to it, because he'd only just come on and we did our usual thing of singing the anthem as a way of cheering the boys on. Yeah. And then Ben Woodburn, 17 years old, not scared one bit and just twats it into the net. It's, and... <laughs> I, here's a here's a story. I still have bruises and scars from celebrating that goal. I still, and that was back in October. I still have the marks to show for it. Impressive. Uh, Colin, finish, kind of finish this round off for us. Hey, um, well, the thing that I think cheered everybody up was the draws of the Carabao Cup. <laughs> Um, <laughs> featuring Sean Harvey, um, a good friend of Ross's and mine, um, as he helped send our club into administration. Um, so, so let's just have a look at it. You know, the first round it was broadcast as you would in Bangkok um, with Sean Harvey and Emmanuel Petit. Um, <laughs> Charlton Athletic were drawn away to Exeter City, yeah. um, but they were also shown on the screen as being at home to Cheltenham Town. Um, AFC Wimbledon and Swindon Town were playing each other, which is fine, apart from the fact that they were both unseeded, so they couldn't. Um, and they were actually facing Brentford and Norwich, respectively. Um, also, there's no sound, and uh, the streams crashed after the first ball was pulled out of the hat. Um, of course, Sean Harvey couldn't get anything wrong again, um, but we move on to the second round. Um, John Solarco didn't know who was the home or away team because uh, for some bizarre reason, rather than having two spots to pick out of, they had three. Um, Random. <laughs> yeah, it confused John Solarco and it confused me too. Um, of course, the third round then, you, you wouldn't expect any mistakes, would you? Um <laughs> But it took place in Beijing, um, as you do, um, which meant it was on at 4.15 in the morning. Uh, I watched this live at work. I, I know. <laughs> you, you were on tenterhooks, weren't you? The longest draw ever. Yeah, um, which featured Leeds United in the northern section being drawn against uh, Newport County in South Wales. Um <laughs> But, hey, you know, make things better, right? In the quarterfinals, um, you know, Sean was joined by the football giants 
uh, Matt Dawson and Phil Tuffle. <laughs> Uh, the stream scheduled to start at 4pm um, didn't happen at all. Um, and what we got was a pre-recorded stream at 6pm, two hours later. That definitely wasn't fixed. Definitely wasn't fixed. <laughs> um, Bristol versus Manchester United definitely wasn't planned. Okay, <laughs> So, the thing involving the Carabao Cup is entertainment for all. Lovely. Strong round from all of you there. Let's do some scores before we move on to the last couple of questions. Uh, Chris, you've got 20 points. Uh, Matt, you've got 18. Greg and James have both got 24. And Colin has got 22. So it's still all to play for, boys. Um, let's move on to the next question then. Messi and Ronaldo have won the last 10 Ballon d'Ors between them. Who is going to break that tyranny and when will it happen? Let's start with you, Matt. Uh, I just go for the safe option is Killian, Killian Mbappe. When I just there's no real thought put into it. It's, it's going to be Killian Mbappe. There's, there's, I could do a funny answer, but I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> what a lack of effort. Good job. <laughs> okay, James, who's going to win the next one? If it's not Messi or Ronaldo. Oh, see, I was struggling for an answer for this one as well, um, because. I didn't want to go for a serious answer. I didn't want to go for something <laughs> stupid. You talked about Manny Chisholm a lot. Think about it, I am, no, but think about it, I'm going to go for a serious answer, and that's going to be Tim Cahill. <laughs> now, <laughs> he's still going. He, he's, I, I, he can't be ignored much longer, really, for it. <laughs> because, you know, he, he starts for every team. Every team he starts for, he manages to score from, like, the halfway line in the first game. Um and also, he's just the, the top bloke, the nicest person you'll ever meet in the world. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, he'll be recognised soon. Be, <laughs> he's not got long left, but he'll, he'll, he'll get there. Maybe a lifetime achievement, Ballon d'Or. <laughs> uh, Greg, what have you got? Um, I'm going for a serious answer. Um, he's Argentinian, uh, 24 years old, at Juventus, uh, Paolo Dibola. Um, he's the type, I think he will have the Juventus side built around him. Uh, you know, one of the biggest clubs in Italy. They uh, the, they'll continue to have an impact in the Champions League. He is obscenely talented. Yeah. He is. Um, he is. I mean, he made early in the season. He scored the most beautiful hat trick I've ever seen. Ground it off with a toe punt. <laughs> I've never seen beautiful. a toe punt before. <laughs> but he somehow managed to do it. Uh, either him or another uh, Argentinian, would be Mauro Cardi. One of those two will just hit the stratosphere soon strong strong round Colin who's going to be the next one to break the tyranny okay I I think this guy has flown under the radar because he's right under our noses and I, I'm surprised no one said him David De Gea Ooh, okay. David De, David De Gea is 27 when you compare him against the other greats who are you know other great goalkeepers you've got Manuel Neuer, who's 31, uh, Gigi Buffon's 39, mm-hmm. um, and Joe Hart is 30. Uh, so, <laughs> now, we all, we all know that, basically, if you play in the Premier League, you ain't going to win it. You've got to play in Spain. Um, David De Gea... All the points for just consistency with this narrative. Yeah, David, David De Gea is born in Spain... I think he'll return to Spain. 
Um, I'm not entirely sure where, but he'll be there. Um, he's in a relationship with the uh, Spanish dance pop vocalist Idurne, um, who represented Spain, the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, That's what you know she, she finished 21st. Oh. Um, <laughs> but she's she's knocking on a bit. She's 31, so she's probably wanting some uh, mini De Gea's. Um, <laughs> she's got no interest in being in Manchester. So... Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? She, he's going to go over there. Um, there'll be a big deal for him. And basically, La Liga is like shooting fish in a barrel anyway. So <laughs> he, he'll have no problem at all. He'll just be sat on his ass against most teams, against, uh, you know, apart from you know, the top three. So um, David De Gea, who I think quite literally is the best goalkeeper in the world right now. Fair enough. And Chris... Uh, I like Greg's answer of Maricardi. I really wish that was true, but I don't quite think it will be. But um, I'm going to go for Eden Hazard because I think maybe the end of this season, maybe the season afterwards, I think he'll be off to uh, Real Madrid. And I think Colin might be right in the fact that there's some snobbishness towards England. You won't win a Ballon d'Or while you're playing in England. But I think if he moves to Spain, uh, I think he'll get the recognition that he does thoroughly deserve. I think he's not quite messy and Cristiano Ronaldo-esque. He's in that sort of little mini league below it uh, and I think he is the best of the rest lovely he's only 26 as well I'm not even in his peak but wait, yeah. on, a, on a serious note for me which yeah. would be strange um, <laughs> you say you, if you you wouldn't you wouldn't win it uh, in England but with this Man City team that we've got now do you reckon oh I'm going to what about De Bruyne Colin's mm. been banging that drum for a long I've time. Been, so. I've been banging that drum for a long time. But if they win Champions League, possibly and dominate Europe, then yeah. it's the possibility. I think, I think well, that's what I mean. This, I mean, this 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 Man City team could arguably one of the best ever mm. teams the Premier League has ever seen. And they probably, well, not probably, they quite possibly could do another uh, un, unbeatable and take Arsenal's trophy, but. His performances recently have been out of this world, especially yesterday. I was watching it yesterday. Mm. Do you reckon he could slip, get in, get in there with with a chance? James, I can honestly tell you, I had sleepless nights deciding between <laughs> him and David de Gea. The only the only reason I didn't go for de Bruyne is because I think he will stay in the Premier League, rightly so, and the fact that I think de Gea will return to Spain, and, and yeah, as Chris said, like in Spain, the Ballon d'Or is. It's, it's, you know, if you're not playing La Liga, then you don't win. I mean, Michael Owen won it with Liverpool, but, you know. <laughs> you know, George Best won it at Man United, the great Spanish Man United. The Ballon d'Or. I kind of challenge you that. No, George Best didn't. He came second. Ooh. Michael Owen didn't win the Ballon d'Or. I'm look, I've got Owen Wikipedia did. in front of me right now. He won the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> I've got it right in front of me. When? Michael Owen did. Did you edit George it? Best did not. <laughs> No, I've also got Zidane won it at, at Juventus. When did Mike Lowe win the Ballon d'Or? 2001. 2001? Liverpool's treble year. You should know this, Chris. You support them. <laughs> I don't remember Mike Lowe scoring winning the Ballon d'Or, though. Yeah, I, know he, I knew he won the European Football of the Year. I didn't know he won the Ballon d'Or, though. Yeah, I've also got Dennis Law won it in 64. Again, for the Spanish Man United. <laughs> yeah, you're going back a bit now, though. 1964. Stanley Matthews won it for Blackpool. The great Spanish black <laughs> Do you know how none of us said Neymar? <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Again? Yeah, well, 
why would he? He's not doing very well. He plays in France. <laughs> well, people are saying that this is, you know, this is all, um, uh, this is all a sort of big ruse to get himself over to Real Madrid and win the Ballon d'Or there. Yeah, that's where we're going. Next Apparently, year. the Ballon d'Or is a big thing for him and for South American players. Why did he leave uh, Real Madrid? Uh, why did what? he didn't leave Real Madrid? He didn't leave Real Madrid. <laughs> Barca, sorry. He because he wasn't going to win the Ballon d'Or in the same team as Messi, is he? Or Suarez. Yeah, or but at some Suarez point, Messi Brandon will points. die. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's that younger. <laughs> he, he, will, he will take over. Because <laughs> he retired doesn't mean he died. Literally, literally <laughs> take or... him out of the back and no, shoot No, 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 sorry. I'm not, no, I'm not saying, you know, there's going to be killers out for him. Um, no, I, I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move on before this <laughs> yeah, gets any more dark. <laughs> uh, so it's around up the scores then before any other business uh, Matt you've got 22 Chris you've got 24 <clears throat> James 28 Greg 29 and Colin 30 so out of nowhere uh, yeah, a strong round from uh, any of you really here could well, get yourself from the finals that's rubbish because I haven't even thought of anything for any other business <laughs> <laughs> alright I'll give you a chance I'll come to you last <laughs> so let's start with let's start with the leader Colin what's your any other business Right, okay. Um, ladies. Quick, reminder, quick reminder for people that listened to the last one five years ago, you railed against the, the supermarkets. I, I, I railed against supermarkets. Um, <laughs> I learned my lesson. Um, I'm not going to do that again. Um, ladies, and <laughs> specifically, eyebrows. Um, you, you mentioned um, Celebrity Get Me Out of Here mm-hmm. in the jungle earlier. Um Rebecca Vardy was also one of the bullies with Dennis Wise. Um, She looks like Batman, like the old Batman, (laughs) right? Adam West. The eyes on the, you know, if you look at the old Batman, Adam West, on the face, on the actual mask, it's got the eyebrows printed on. She looks like that. And I just think growing trend with eyebrows either being tattooed mad or yeah or severely trimmed okay um which is fine but as we all know ladies get a little bit saggy after a while so that's gonna that's not gonna work right and i've just got visions of men in later years if this is becoming a trend you know waking up to like basically Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Do you know what I mean? Looking at you in the face. Um, and my other concern <laughs> is that female fashion, you know, sort of like like skinny jeans, 10 or 20 years down the line, which I think will escape all of us, you know, will drop into men's fashion. So what are we meant to do? Are we meant to get tattooed eyes? Are we meant to go to shops to get them trimmed? I don't know. I've got a serious concern, though. That's coming our way. I wear skinny jeans. What is going on? (laughs) Skinny jeans are in fashion, Colin. That's my question. Colin, when was the last time you looked in the mirror? Um... (laughs) Are you talking about waking up next to Jack Nicholson? The last time I looked, you weren't Brad Pitt. (laughs) Always for Chris here for fun. Proper fine talking. Wow. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm not going out with you ever again. <laughs> we said we'd never talk about that. <laughs> Chris, what's your any other business? 
Uh, Adam Scott Allen. Okie dokie. Here we go. <laughs> For his second Miss Christmas special in a row. Yeah, well, uh, more, to, more to the point is the tweets of Adam Scott Allen. If ever there was a moaning millennial, it's him. Um, he complained earlier on this year that his lunch, uh, Uber hadn't delivered their excuse me hadn't delivered their lunch to him. Yes. Um, and he complained about their poor service. And I just think, well, why don't you make your own bloody lunch rather than rely on other people to do it? These people, these younger generations, these people, of these people. <laughs> They expect everything to be done to themselves, complaining that Uber hasn't turned up. And you think, well, you go on the news that night and you go look at Syria or something like that. Uh, and his anti-Liverpool agenda on here as well uh, has not gone unnoticed. Um, also, one little bugbear of mine is fellow man on the post, extra timers who don't respond to or don't reply to DMs. Um, and I'm looking at you, Jesse Lotion. <laughs> Lovely. That's a strong round. Oh, That's put you into the lead. <clears throat> Right then, uh, James. What's your any other business? I've I've actually thought of one. Okay, I've actually thought. Of, um, yeah, I got this idea from Colin when he when he just reminded me of his time when he had a little bit of a rant about <laughs> um, supermarkets. Well, yeah. I thought I should tell you about some of my um, views on Australians since right, okay. since <laughs> being since being amongst them for uh, rude boys two, two years. Um, they're lovely. I ended up having two Australian girlfriends, and they they were fantastic. Together, um, they're, they're they're quite <laughs> friendly. <laughs> they're quite no, no. They're, oh, actually, one was Swedish, but it was in Australia, so I don't know if that counts. <laughs> but <laughs> the um, uh, was one called Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, and they are lovely people, and they are very friendly and great. But the but. stereotypes <laughs> that we have of Australians, the best, um, they're all true. Um, they're all unintelligent racists. And, <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw it. They are, and yeah, living a few decades ago, which is great wow. for them, because they have they have um, they they think that they are the, the greatest, the best of the best. Um, it was just quite intelligent. Uh, Mix my words up. It was quite interesting. Um, to go through, so basically, well, I'll, I'll just go through a conversation. If you go to, I, I have an Australian housemate, Shane, and, and he was fantastic. I, I, very good friends with him <laughs> in the end. But um, we, he used to take me to a lot of these pubs out in out um, with all these, with lots of Australian blokes. Not 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 necessarily the the tourist filled Sydney. Uh, right, like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Well, Walk Actually, do you know what? That was one of my other worst experiences of living in Sydney originally. Was that I didn't know any Australians. Everyone's English or European. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I moved out, I moved I moved a bit further south and um, in a place called Cronulla, which is known, no, very famous in Australia actually, for the um, racist rallies they had against all the Lebanese at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually a really really nice place now. Um, but you, basically, you, you go to these pubs, and this is how a conversation would go when you you bump into people you've seen. How you going, mate? Oh yeah, pretty good. But what are you doing here? Oh, you know, just having a beer. Yeah, nice. That'll be about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm only taking bits. I do love them to bits, but um, <laughs> the stereotypes are there. The the amount of of uh, 
racist comments you get yeah. out there, which they think are completely normal. <laughs> I was just genuinely shocked. Like sometimes I'd be halfway through a conversation, mouth open, just going, "How did you just say that?" <laughs> it, it, wow. It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good stuff. Uh, Greg, we got. How do you follow that? I mean, <laughs> I mean that's an almost an entire continent. I'm going to keep it a little closer to home um, and I'm, I'm running the risk of upsetting Colin here um, but I'm getting seriously fed up with Jeffrey Boycott <laughs> he's just honestly honestly he thinks he was some kind of God's gift I mean he's a bit before my time but he, he must have. He must have been pretty good. But honestly, I mean, that, right. did, you, did anyone watch the highlights today? That James Vince ball. Honestly, yes. no one in the world would have ever been able to play that. And he come out with his drivel saying, "No, oh, why don't he play straight?" <laughs> because it wasn't straight, Jeffrey. That's why he didn't do that. Honestly, I mean, he's, I've, I've started muting it now when he comes on. I can't deal. <laughs> really? Lovely job. Yeah, he's the king of Yorkshire. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? If he's the king of Yorkshire, then I'd let them have independence. Do you know what? <laughs> Brilliant. Good Go answer. for it, lad. Go oh, for it. That's just put you over your ears, Greg. Anywhere. If it means I'm not in the same country as Hull anymore, <laughs> or Don <laughs> then brilliant. Go for it. Lovely job. And See your culture, no. by the way. <laughs> right, and on the subject of independence, Brexit. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm gonna. No, we haven't heard much about that recently. No, I'm gonna keep it unfinished. I'm gonna stick with football, actually. I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to on any of it. I'm gonna stick with football, and I have this idea that's gonna revolutionise the FA Cup. Okay. okay. I know we got the FA Cup in like a month's time or whatever, but basically, what you do is you know how you have all the qualifying rounds. There's the extra preliminary rounds and the qualifying rounds, and then the proper rounds yeah. where the big teams come in the third round. Right. Scrap the lot of that, and basically at the start of the year, get all 750-odd teams that play in the FA Cup and shove them in one bowl. Because I'm tired of all this stuff of anyone can play anybody, when really, Cleethorpe's Town and Dog and Duck FC are never going to play Man United, so we can stop that lie right now. So basically, get all of them in, and then all of a sudden, you've got these guys that you know, play in front of 50 people, all of a sudden, get to go to Old Trafford nice. in the first round. And the and the flip side of this is all the complaints about teams playing weakened sides in the FA Cup because it's around the time that it's, you know, Champions League and the running for the league. So what you do is you do this, and then for all you know, in the first round, Man United play Man City. They play the greatest ever first round game that's ever been played. And then they're done for the rest of the year. So when it comes to the crunch time at the end of the year, we won't get any of this nonsense of teams resting players because they'd have done their FA Cup duties and then they'd been knocked out earlier. Lovely stuff. Like what, would, what would happen if uh, Cleethorpe's Town put out a weakened side against Manchester United? <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to them. <laughs> and it, depending on how Jose plays, they might just scrape a draw. <laughs> <laughs> there we go then let me just tot up the scores before we do the final round uh, <clears throat> in last place is Matt you got 30 points 
It's a strong oh, show. Oh, bashing the new boy. Oh, yeah, real mature, real yeah, mature. Man. That's why I haven't turned up. He lost last time. He's not here this time. Yeah, uh, that's what happens when you give serious answers. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn. It's all right. Uh, in second place, it's, uh, in second to the last place, sorry, it's Colin, 34 overall. And then, uh, this is close. The eyebrows, won it? It was. <laughs> it wasn't quite enough. Um, in third place is James with 37. We have a tie. 38 points between Chris and Greg. <laughs> right, I've just, I just lost all my friends in the country <laughs> for that. Yeah. And I came third. Only by a point, though. I don't know if that's any uh, consolation to you. Uh, right, so I'm going to flip a coin and Chris, you're going to call it in the air. Heads or tails? Heads. It is heads. Do you want to How go f- big was that coin? There's a 2p <laughs> on the wooden desk. <laughs> Do we go first or second? I'll go first, please. Ooh, okay then. Okay, 20 seconds when I finish the question. Chris, your defending indefensible is England should be favourites to win the 2018 World Cup. Well, of course we should. It goes absolutely completely nutty without saying. Uh, we don't have to travel very far to our games. We're only sort of round the corner from St. Petersburg. I'm looking at a map now of Russia. It's only about 10 centimetres long, so it can't be that big. <laughs> uh, so we can't really complain about that. Uh, all the best players in the world play in our league, so that means any English players that happen to get into the first teams for any Premier League teams must be really, really good. Time up. Uh, Time up. And I vote leave anyway, so all foreigners are rubbish. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Greg, 20 seconds. Yeah. Yours is Christmas themed. Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to do this. 10 seconds left. (laughs) Oh no, I've heard a meal of this. Um, Well, it ain't love actually, is it? (laughs) There you are. That'll do. There you go. Fair enough. Um, that was great. You're on a sticky wicket here, I think. I'll take myself medal. I think you might have to take yourself medal. Like Chris, you are the winner of 2017's Round Post Fighting Talk. I'll tell Jürgen. That'll um, boost him for the forthcoming Christmas period. The, fight, the, uh, the Love Actually line is a good line, Chris, but if you haven't wasted 15 seconds before saying it, you might, you might have won. <laughs> So there you are. There is our winner, Chris. You are the winner. You've taken James's crown. Oh, sorry, James. Sorry, mate. We'll do another one of these yeah. in uh, 2022. <laughs> Keep <laughs> up five years apart. <coughs> put it in my diary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can get us on Twitter, at Man on the Post. You can find us all on Twitter individually. I'm Ross Bell, 1984. Greg, what's yours? Uh, Greg Kitchen. And Chris? Uh, C. Etchingham, 77. Uh, Matthew? Uh, at M-A-T-T-R-H-Y-S 63 Colin Cass 707 uh, James if you're still on Twitter uh, barely so it's J.R. Belfontaine if anyone's interested but to be honest I wouldn't Just get, on, <laughs> get on his Instagram instead Tom's a big fan of that oh I'm on Instagram I'm on Instagram with the same name by the way there you go J.R. Belfontaine um, yeah, if you get us on iTunes, then leave us a, a five-star rate and review, and just press that subscribe button. Go into your local PC world, your Apple store, anything like that. Find all the devices, open up the podcast apps, and hit subscribe to Man on the Post because that's more important than reviewing. And it took us I five did, but I, I got this. asked to leave. 
my Did local you? branch. Yes. <laughs> Fair play. I like it, Chris. Good job. <laughs> um, before we all go, what are you all doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas, Chris? You live in Cornwall. Are you going to be running into the sea like a loony? Quite possibly, yeah. It's a tradition in our village that everyone gathers at 11 o'clock and like some flabby private Ryan thing. We all go running <laughs> in our speedo straight into the sea. You have to do 12 strokes before you're allowed out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Madness. Colin, what are you doing? You heading back up to the homeland? Yeah, heading back to uh, God's own county. Um, Independent. The best place on earth, which is Yorkshire, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll be there. Lovely. Greg, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I've just got to get to the end of the term, really. Is it still not after him yet? No, I've got until Wednesday. Oh, my God. Mm. Get to there. It was meant to be Friday, but then all the staff kicked off. <laughs> so they changed it. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah, I'll think about that on Wednesday evening. Okay, cool. And then have a panic that I haven't bought any presents. <laughs> Christmas Eve shopper. Uh, Matt, what are you up to? I'm pulling a sickie the whole Christmas day so I have an excuse to watch the Steelers game in the evening. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, James, what about you? Um, pub. Yeah. Probably. Nice. Um, well, hang, hangover Christmas day and then I've got my friend season, I've, I've had my friend season ticket for the home game against Wolves. So that, that's that. Lovely. Boxer day at Wolves, is it? Or at... I mean, we're going to get smashed. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quite good this year, annoyingly. They are. They are. <laughs> what happens if you get rid of Kenny? Well, no. Well, <laughs> Don't tell Greg that. And what about you, Ross? <laughs> um, I'm going to be at home with my wife and my daughter, just the three of us. No family this year. Because they're all just going out for Christmas. Just the three of us. They're all going out for Christmas dinner. And Lovely. I, I do not agree with going to somewhere else for dinner. To a restaurant, that's not, not right. I agree. <clears throat> So then, guys, until 2018, probably, um, unless you've got one coming this week, Chris. Uh, well, I'm not on it, but uh, I don't know whether some of the guys have got something going on. Probably not. Probably not, you're right. <laughs> we'll find Bloody out. Bloody letdowns. <laughs> <laughs> so until, uh, until next year, it's goodbye from me, goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye from Greg. See you later. Goodbye from Colin. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Goodbye from Matt. Ta-ta. And a goodbye from James. Bye. And always remember to have your man on the toast.